Brian Winhurst and the Hoop Collective is presented by YouTube TV. Try it free today at youtube.com slash NBA 23. New users only. Terms apply. Cancel anytime. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Collective podcast. We talk about the NBA, which we are doing on Sunday evening. I guess it's Monday morning now, slightly after midnight, actually slightly after 1 a.m. Tim Montemps and I are in Miami. Uh, just came from the game three, which I think will live in infamy in Celtics history. When you say game three for the foreseeable future, I think you'll know if you're a Celtics fan, what uh, is being discussed. Um, I think it was 28 points the Celtics won by, but anyway, joining me from here in Miami is Tim Bontemps. I'd, I'd say infamy is a good word for it, Brian. Hello. Yeah. Joining us from Los Angeles where he's out there covering the Western conference finals. Boy, you guys, we spent like eight months talking about these this playoffs, looking forward to it, <laughs> building everything up, getting excited about this, uh, you know, intense, close um, postseason. I think the last round, um, every series made it to at least game six and he is covering the currently three Oh Western conference finals is Ben McMahon. Howdy, partners. I am here to report that Mac 10 is sticking with his Lakers and six prediction because there's no way that Denver, Denver, Denver <laughs> could beat those mighty Lakers. Well, you are asking for it. You're like, you're like Joe Missoula. You're, you're trying too hard. Uh, Joe Missoula came out after this game tonight and pretty much his answer to every question was blame me. Blame me. It's my I'm fault. not like I Joe Mazzola because I'm winning. <laughs> yeah, but you're <laughs> and, and my you, job ain't in jeopardy as far as you I know. are. You are pressing McTen's buttons just so transparently Listen, trying to, we, to fire him up. Nah, we played pickup ball today and the one uh, his love language is get him open shots and I got him a bunch of open shots. So right. <laughs> That's true. Um, but Bontemps, I, you know, sitting in this press conference tonight and, you know, it's been, it's been fascinating to watch Joe Missoula coach in this postseason. Um, I know that everybody's calling for his job. I think it's a little bit more nuanced than just blaming Joe Missoula, which we'll talk about. Um, but it was an illustration, I think, of where the Celtics are, um, right now is that, um, he can't even take the blame correctly. He is, he is, like he was like all over the top, like blame me, blame me, blame me. Hey, uh, the, the food was cold. Blame me. Hey, um, you know, the bus is late. Blame me. Like pretty much everything he said, blame me too. He the came fridge in and the hotel room doesn't work. Blame Missoula. I mean, I'd yeah. like to blame Missoula because my fridge doesn't work and it hasn't worked for two days. And I, anyway, Speaking of uh, knowing how to push buttons, bond temps. <laughs> yeah. McMahon is elite at pushing buttons as we know. Yeah. There's, I mean, look, um, Look, there's plenty of other uh, there's plenty of liquor in this room, but I don't have any freaking. Well, hey, send it over to the Celtics. They could use it right now, but <laughs> it, it could use it could use all of it. I mean, look, obviously, this was a truly disastrous performance in game three. A lot of people are asking me before this game how I thought it was going to go. For being around the Celtics a couple of days, I thought it was going to go one of two ways. Either this team, which a lot of times over the past few years has put itself in very difficult positions and then responded with huge performances, was going to do that again, or they were going to get smacked. And mm-hmm. fellas, they got smacked. It was not competitive. Joe, it was so uncompetitive that in a conference finals game, Joe Missoula had the bench in for the entire fourth quarter, and deservedly so because that game was over. And look, Joe has gone out of his way throughout these playoffs and throughout the season to take shrapnel for his players. He's not, he does, he's not, ironically, it's the opposite of Ime who would come in and just, he would just lay out everybody all the time. One of many, one of many ways that Joe Missoula and Ime Odoka have been polar opposites this year. From the beginning, Joe Missoula has gone out of his way to take the bullets and he, that's what he was doing after the game today. It was to an over the top degree, but look for all the criticism of Joe Missoula and Joe Missoula deserves plenty. Mm-hmm. The Celtics are losing this series because their star players have not been and are not good enough. And they have been thoroughly outclassed by Jimmy Butler, mm-hmm. who has his Miami Heat playing 
with a confidence and a poise and a focus level that the Celtics have no prayer of matching. We saw that at the end of games one and two, when the Celtics completely capitulated in crunch time, like they have time and time again over the past several years, by the way, with prior coaches also, including last season with Emei, when they were a disastrous crunch time team all season long. And if you just look at these teams and you look at the image of these teams, it is the most clear and crystal clear depiction of what a team in the image of its star looks like on both sides. Jimmy Butler has the Miami Heat completely unified, driving forward, going through one high-profile opponent after another in the playoffs, supremely confident at all times. And the Celtics are all over the place, just like they are in crunch time, just like they are whenever they get under pressure. And we saw in the last series, obviously they've, they had the big game seven and one, one week ago today, by the way. And everybody thought yeah, when they got through that series. It was five days ago. This series started five days ago. Um, mm-hmm. Jason Tatum was still in the glow of the 51 oh, points. Humbly, yep. humbly. Yep. And, you know, humbly wore a shirt with that on it going into game two and then didn't make a basket in the fourth quarter. And then what walked did into he do the, that fourth quarter. He didn't make a basket in the fourth quarter tonight either. And 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 he walked in wearing a white hot heat all white I, outfit. Yeah, going I mean, into the arena too. I mean, well, he can wear an all, he can wear black for Game Four because it will well, be a funeral. Well, but again, I just for all and Joe Mazzulla deserves plenty of criticism, but to me, and he's this getting is, his pants pulled down by a Hall of Fame coach. Listen, no question. This is the Heat. Are the Heat organization is outclassing Boston in every way, but yep. these players. Jason, today was Jalen Brown's 100th playoff game of his career. I think it was Jason Tatum's 89th playoff game of his career. These guys have played in literally dozens of playoff games, and we've been talking about the same themes with them now for several years. I mean, the one thing I will say is you don't play in that many playoff games at their age without obviously having a significant amount of playoff success. But that playoff success has not reared its head during this series. Uh, well, this team is also ten and eleven over the past two years on the at home in the playoffs, and has and has repeatedly gone to six and seven game series against pretty significantly inferior talent level teams over and yeah. over and over and, again. And Tatum's had forty six in a, an elimination road elimination game. Yes, he's had some he's huge had 51 games. Fifty one in a road elimination game, a game seven. Uh, in Philadelphia, but we have not seen that guy in this series. Um, and it's crazy. The Celtics winning in Philadelphia might have might cost two coaches their jobs. And we'll see how the 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 Boston thing plays out, but certainly cost Doc his job. And uh <laughs> old, old Joe might have been better off losing a, a hard fought game seven in Philadelphia than than going on and just getting the you know the Celtics getting completely yeah, embarrassed this, by the Miami Heat. So this game is one of those games that kind of I described it after the game as being a this this went from a disappointing series to a dangerous situation mm. because the reason I say dangerous is because when you have something like this happen, which is um, you know an inf- a loss with infamy. There all of a sudden changes the the paradigm, it, it, you know, and so now like like I would have said to you, and I think Bontemps feels the same way, but I don't want to put words in your mouth. I would have said to you 24 hours ago, yeah, I know Joe Mazzulla isn't doing well, um, but he's not going to get fired because Brad Stevens really believes in him, and they know that he's a rookie, and they really believe in his processes mm-hmm. and his in his future. When you have something like this happen, it just it it changes everything you know like again 24 hours ago i would have said yeah i know jalen brown hasn't played well in this series but of course the celtics are going to sign him this offseason because they have to but go on but well here's the thing like he's you know are you going to commit 500 million dollars to to tatum and brown they're you know like are we sure they're a championship pairing we know they're an excellent pairing are we sure they're a championship pairing 24 hours ago i would have said yeah, of course, you definitely signed him. And yeah, it's a lot of money, um, but you can't get guys like that. Now you have a seri- you have something like this happen. And again, it's dangerous. I, I still would them. bet on on that duo just because like, am I sure they're a championship pairing? No, I, I can't be sure. 
But what I'm sure is if they let Brown go, they're not going to get a better co-star in there with Tatum. Well, I'm just saying now it's when you start thinking, well, maybe we should look at a trade. Maybe we shouldn't spend 500 million on these two guys. You know, this is what I'm saying. Like, I've seen this happen before. I've covered teams that this yeah. has happened to before. And you have this wrecking ball and it just, it just shakes everything. Now, maybe the Celtics come out on the other side of this and they keep Joe Missoula. They, they re-sign Jalen Brown and a year from now we're singing a different tune. Like, boy, did they learn from that game three loss and it's the exact opposite, but in the immediate wake of it. And when that's what you're, when you, when you walk away with disappointment, that's when you have these types of situations, we're seeing the two opposite ends of the spectrum. Um, one is that an unexpected success, which is the sweetest type of success, right. which is what the heat are having and extraordinary letdown which is what the Celtics are having. And both of them, by the way, can lead to bad decisions, you know? Um, but in, in, in this moment, it's the Celtics that, you know, you have to wonder, you know, just how much they'll stick to their plan when you have the fallout of the way this went down. Well, um, perhaps though we should hold off on judgment. Basketball power index still does have the Celtics as 72% chance of winning the series. So let's just, let's just hold off on judgment. Speaking of things that are getting, I don't even know what to say to be. Maybe we need to be recalibrated. <laughs> I mean, listen, feeling when you, dangerous. When you when you said when you said unexpected success and extreme fail, or I don't, how did you phrase that? Unexpected success for Miami, and how did you phrase it for Boston? Extreme Infamy. disappointment. Infamy. Extreme disappointment. Uh, this is this is unexpected failure too. Right. Right. This yeah. is that even more than extreme. Failure again. Are we allowed to say failure in the NBA? Let's check with the honest. Well, look, the Miami Heat have had an incredible playoff run, obviously. But if you go back to the beginning of it, right, like when they're playing Milwaukee, Milwaukee was up 15, 16 in the fourth quarter of both Mm -hmm. game four and game five, right? Mm -hmm. And then imploded and lost. You go to the Knicks series, nip and tuck series back and forth. Jimmy Hit makes the plays in game six. They win. Obviously, Jimmy was dealing with the ankle issue, et cetera. To say the Celtics were going to lose to Miami, you could like you could construct an argument going in the yeah. series, right? Jimmy Butler is the best player in the series by a significant amount. By the way, I haven't gotten any tweets anymore about voting Jimmy Butler first team on NBA for about the past no. month. I think that's no. worked out okay. And uh, it's still a questionable vote, by the way. It's fine. It's not it's really, it's not really on any level. It, but. but if you're talking about hey. Pick five guys in the NBA you want. <laughs> Jimmy's on that list. There might not be two guys you're picking ahead of Jimmy at the moment, but okay, beyond at that, the moment, at the moment, okay. I mean, are you going to withdraw your MVP vote because Embiid ooh, was terrible? And then, I mean, I mean, uh, no, it's a regular season vote. Yeah, and J- Jimmy Butler was pretty clearly better than Jason Tatum throughout the regular season. But that being said, if you if you came into the series, Jimmy Butler's the best player. Mm-hmm. Eric Spolstra's the best coach in the league. The Heat have a veteran experienced team. Like you could construct an argument that Miami could win the series. Boston messes around, blows a couple games. The idea that they have a very good chance of getting swept and oh. got completely obliterated in this game, in a game where they're down 2 0 in the series and don't show up yeah. for the final Not 30 minutes. Obliterated in this game after the Heat pulled off another double figure fourth quarter comeback yes. game two in Boston to go up 2 0. There's just no, this is as stunning a, a, a series as we've ever seen in the league. Because mm-hmm. again, it's not, it's not that it's stunning that the Heat are winning. It's that it's happening like this. Right. That they are, that they just have curb stomped the Celtics in this game and just taken them out. Jimmy Butler and the Heat as an eight seed that had to play in the second play-in game just to get in the playoffs. That was losing with three minutes to go to the Chicago Bulls in the second play-in game after getting blown out by the Hawks at home in the first one. They have snatched the souls of the two teams that had the best record in the NBA this season, the Bucs and the Celtics. Just absolutely reach into their chest, rip their hearts out, and waved it around for the crowd <laughs> cheater. Yeah, well, they they kind of did this to the Bucks, and we kind of tried to explain it away. 
Yeah. Oh, Giannis was hurt. And yeah. Well, the Bucks. The Bucks were in control. That's. But that's what I mean. That was a weird series. The Bucks were in control of games. It might four not and have been five a weird series. In, well, <laughs> oh, hold on. They had. They had sixteen point leads in the at the start of the fourth quarter of the final two games of the series, and then imploded. Yeah, and then Jimmy ripped but their hearts that's out. Yeah, kind of what the Heat do. Yeah, like you I'm wrote just about saying that that, that series playoffs when they're down double figures. I'm just saying you that series is a lot more explainable. Like if you that the Bucks series is explainable in how Miami won it, right? Like the they well, the this Heat, is explainable too. The 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 Celtics got punched in the mouth, and uh, you know game two melted down while Jimmy did Jimmy stuff. Yep, and then game three they rolled over and quit. The way, there is the Jimmy, rotten stench of quit on the Celtics right now. Jimmy yep. wasn't even that big of a factor in this game. They basically grabbed. They basically grabbed the game by the throat when Jimmy was on the bench. Duncan Robinson and Gabe Vincent. Jimmy was a factor because Jimmy has instilled a belief in this team. Yeah. That's and let why. me just say this: this season right now, I mean, Eric Spolster was already a Hall of Fame coach. This is a magnum opus. Ooh. This is a magnum opus, what he's got this team able to do. And he will be um, the first to admit, uh, he has admitted that, you know, this season was far from easy. This wasn't Look, following some master plan. They, I, they like, they me, stitched it together. And, mm-hmm. but that stitching together is built a resilience that frankly, that the Celtics don't have. Look, but, I saw I saw Eric Spolstra. I ran into Eric Spolstra on the street in New York City in late March. I was going to meet somebody, uh, and I ran into him. He was walking around the night before. They'd played in Toronto. They'd had a terrible loss to the Raptors. They were about to play the Knicks that night, and he was walking around and just was, you know, I talked to him for five minutes, but he was just very frustrated. He couldn't, like, the, the, the Heat had this weird up-and-down season. They played all these close games. I'd be frustrated just, if I had to talk to you for five minutes too. But well, he, it, it's not like it's just easy to forget with the way the last six weeks have gone that like this is at this team was a frustrating up and down team all season that lost a bunch of games that they shouldn't have won or should have lost. I mean, and could you imagine what? And, speaking of failure, could you imagine the failure the Heat would have been if they didn't manage to beat the Bulls in that second playing game? The yeah. Heat, like we all thought the Heat were a top four type of team in the East going in the season. It's not like they've been some you know Cinderella the whole season. They were, to your point, a disappointment during the regular season that just happened to like become the team that they thought they could be at the perfect time. Well, yeah, they they've had because, some and they did because of Jimmy fortune. Butler. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know, but they, they've had some odd fortune. Tyler Hero getting hurt mm-hmm. and the way it changed their team. Has kind of helped them. Well, to remove kind of. No Tyler Hero has been a significant help for the Heat. How good has Caleb Martin been during these well, that's playoffs? The, that's the other thing. Like when they lost Jim, when they lost PJ Tucker, it was a huge blow to them. Mm-hmm. And they really f- struggled this year at the power forward spot. So they had to play Caleb Martin there more than you than you'd like to. And they struggled because of it at times, but it kind of prepared Caleb Martin. Like, I don't think Eric Spolstra and Pat Riley sat down at the start of the season and said, all right, we lost BJ Tucker. We didn't really replace him. Let's, let's get our, our, our magic potion together and have Caleb Martin sort of fight through it all year. And then he'll be ready for the playoffs. Like um, I do think that Jimmy definitely tempers his energy flow for the postseason. There's no doubt about that. Oh, for sure. But like some of it is just just things working out. I mean, the Heat were not a good offensive team during the, the season. Heat, they ranked- the Heat were 27th in the NBA in three-point shooting percentage. They shot 34.4%. They're shooting 38.5 in the playoffs. It's best of any playoff team. Well, as, and- as Jackson uh, threw in our group chat from Stats and Info, the Heat ranked dead last in the league in points per game. The 64 Warriors, the 56 Pistons, teams that have ranked dead last in points per game and gone on to the finals, about to be the 23 Heat. Yeah, well, I don't think it's compared. I don't think, with all due respect to the 64 Warriors, I don't think this com- compares. I think the accomplishment is the other thing about, you know, Boston. What about the 56 Pistons? Who's your guy that you always bring up? Who's your old timer you always bring up? Was he on? Who? Uh, Bob Pettit? No. Yeah, Max Zaslowski? Bob- Zaslowski? <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, Bob Pettit. Um, anyway, uh, Bob Pettit. So, he put up points against all those, uh, you know, six foot three power forwards who wore Chuck Taylors. He didn't. Uh, la- he didn't rank last league. The Heat were playing six foot three power forwards at times this season. Um, <laughs> yes. So. Let me say this about the Celtics. Last year, the Celtics were a defensive first team. We've talked about this on the podcast. Ime Udoko played defensive first lineups. Joe Mazzula plays generally prefers to play offensive first lineups, and he went back to his small lineup tonight, which was the Mm -hmm. correct coaching decision in my opinion. I will also say the Celtics during the regular season had the second best defense in the league, only to Brian's beloved Cleveland Cavaliers. And in the playoffs, like the Heat going the other way offensively, they have not played to that level. They ranked 10th last year. They were second. They and the Warriors were one, two in playoff defense mm-hmm. this year. They ranked 10th. And frankly, the fact that they're 10th, it's remarkable that they're in the conference finals when you think about it that way. Um, so, yeah. So there's some forces that are, are going against each other resulting in this, the heat gaining momentum and the Celtics crumbling a little bit. Um, but I, 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 I find it hard to believe that the Celtics are this bad. I don't think they're this bad, and I don't think the Heat are this good. But right now, they are. And so I, I just wonder. I can feel it. I can feel the demand for blood mm-hmm. coming out of New England. And I just wonder if how that's going to end up playing out. Well, yeah, what? Martin and I were talking while you were taking your sweet time getting back from writing a column that should have been done at halftime. And, um, you know, the Bontemps to make a point, like, are you really going to have four coaches in four years for a team that's supposed to contend? Well, and, well, and again, tough. on the other side of that, they have sort of the perfect control group. It's the third coach in three years. And again, we're talking about the same issues of inconsistency, and struggles late in games and lack of they, the Celtics have never, this is how you talk yourself into looking at Jalen Brown. It's not, it's not, well, what it's, what it should be talking people into is the idea that, you know, look, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown walked in the NBA and were immediately on really good teams from the second they were in the NBA. And at the end of the day, over the past couple of years, they've been either even or better in talent in every series they've been in. And other than the first round last year against, uh, Brooklyn, every series has been at least six games, often seven games, often a struggle. They've not been able to win games at home. They've blown all sorts of leads. Like at some point you have to look at these guys and, and then look across at what Nicole Jokic is doing, what Jimmy Butler is doing, what these elite players are doing and say, are these guys good enough? And at the end of the I day, mean, the only thing I would games, say is they were in the finals last year. They're, they are one of the last four teams here. I mean, they, you know, they've been in the conference finals three out of four years, right? I, yes. Yeah, but, but in terms of getting to the last step, they, those two guys in particular struggle to create plays for other players. Jason, J, Jalen Brown is almost at a one-to-one assist turnover ratio in the playoffs. I think he's plus two, literally two more assists and turnovers. And Jason Tatum in both games, one and two had multiple turnovers in the final couple minutes of the well, game. That's and, why they and traded for Malcolm mm-hmm. Brogdon and Derek White. But again, exactly. it you, but you're not giving the ball to Marcus Smart or Malcolm Brogdon or Derek White in the final two or three minutes of the game. You're giving the ball to your okay, best so, players. So what are you, what are you driving at? What I'm driving at is that's the question that the Celtics have to answer themselves. Are those two guys good enough to get them over the final hurdle? I I, I would not give up on those two guys. I'm not saying I'm not They're saying that you. Young. They're way too saying, young. I'm not saying you give up on them today, but that when you talk about questions that have to be asked about this team at this point, to me, that's the question that you have to really ask. Well, that's the thing. So, so Tatum and Brown both became supermax eligible, which means that this year Jalen can sign 270, 50 million some odd dollars a year. I believe it's 289 and 310. So I think a total of 599 million really? dollars. I've been saying 270. Yeah, it's not 279. It's a, it's a ton of money, but the cap's going up. And I just well, no, wait a minute. It's not have... just simple that it's not just simple as the cap's going up. If they're if they're both making over 50, I think it's 55 million a year, and they're making 110 million between the two of them each year, 
in these with these new rules about whether you're over the second apron about whether you can keep your draft pick in this spot or you can make a, a, a trade or use add players like it's you know it's not a no-brainer decision anymore uh, here's the thing brown's 26 tatum's 25 they've been close they've been knocking on the door i don't think you can give up when you have that kind of duo i think you have to keep it together until you just it it becomes a hey we it's it's time i don't think it's time yet at all yeah and if you sign jalen brown let's be honest like we're talking they're going to keep tatum for as long as he's willing to stay in boston i think that's the likelihood of it so we're talking about brown if you sign brown to that deal he's wendy what do you always say about a contract well how do you judge a contract can you trade the guy i still think trade the guy they absolutely could but look and i'm not saying that the celtics should give up on those guys but to me the conversation coming out of this series whatever you think of the coach even if they fired the coach the the question coming out of this series should not be about what what can a coach do it's are those guys capable of getting to the like you saw last year in the finals right steph curry was just on another level from those guys when it mattered. They were not good enough. Jimmy Butler, the series before, I voted for him for conference finals MVP because he was, to me, now, way better. Now, that's a vote that is, uh, that, that is standing the test of time. He is, that well, is standing are you getting but, free big face coffee? What, what's going on here? You are I am Jimmy not. Butler. You I, are Jimmy Butt Kisser is what you are. By the way, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler's big face coffee gear I mean, I couldn't get away with it, but it's kind of cool, and, the, and people in the arenas are wearing it, and it's and it's well, they, it's, it's they, not that. I mean, he's earned that. But my point is, we've seen time and again that these guys have not been able to play to the level of these other truly elite star players. And if you look over the course of time, you keep saying time and again, man. Like how? I mean, dude, well, look, look, how, just go look at the teams who, who, that win, though. Who, who's won more playoff games than them over the last? You know, again, over the course of their career, it's a short list. Yes, because they walked into the league on stacked teams, and they've been really good. They've Kyrie been a really good players. They've, 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 they were they've in theory they been, led them to the conference finals game yeah. seven against they've the. They've been in theory getting better each. Like the, the addition of Horford was a good addition. The addition yes. of Derek White, good addition. The addition of Malcolm Brogdon, good addition. Yes. That, that they, their team is getting better. They have like, the deepest team in the league this year. They're really and they're really good players. But what I'm talking about is if you look over the league, but the Williams brothers can't play. I mean, you know, well, again, if you just look over the past several years, Kawhi, Giannis, Steph, LeBron, Durant, like if you're going to win a title, you have to have a top five player in the league in theory. Oh, great. They, they so should just what go you're to really the saying is you, just don't, you, you don't think just... Jason Tatum's a top five player. That's what I, you're saying. Well, yes, I am saying that. And I'm also saying if you're the Celtics, to me, that's the thing you really have to look at is are yeah, those I, guys going to mm-hmm. eventually be good enough? And if not, do you? what is the path to getting a player or players that will get you over the top to that point? I just don't think you make that determination on a guy when he's 25 and has been... I'm like, not saying you that means he's saying. Not, I'm not, he's been in the conversation and he's missing. at least on the verge. But I'm not saying that you should trade Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum or both of them today. I'm not saying that. But that, to me... The better conversation I don't exactly about, know what you're saying uh, because be the conversation you. about where the Celtics are headed to me has to be about their best players and not the coach. That to me is what it has to be okay. about. That's been said. More Hoop Collective podcast after this. If only starting your fitness journey was as easy as starting this podcast. The truth is, all the lift big, get big, and beach body ready in three weeks pressure stops most of us from even starting. And starting is what matters most. It's everything. Wherever you're beginning and wherever you want to be, Peloton encourages you to just start. With thousands of classes to get you moving and doing what you can, even if that's just a 10-minute low-impact class, they have those too. And when you're ready, take it up a gear with a 30-minute live DJ ride. Start with Peloton and find instructors that will keep you motivated to stay on your fitness journey. Learn the basics and build from there. Remember, doing something is everything. Get started with a Peloton bike or Bike Plus rental at onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. Terms apply. Driving without a seatbelt could cost you everything. But despite that, there are still drivers on the road who just won't buckle up. 
Some of those drivers will be pulled over and given expensive tickets by law enforcement. Some of those drivers not wearing their seatbelts will be involved in crashes. Some will survive, but some won't. Wearing your seatbelt could be the difference between making it home to your loved ones and not making it at all. Every day when you get in your vehicle and decide whether to buckle up, remember that's the single most effective way to protect your life in the event of a crash. Make it home safely to the people you care about. Don't risk it, click it, or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. All right, now I want to talk about something else. I want to talk about what we think the Miami Heat look like going up against the Denver Nuggets because that's where we're headed. And um, uh, that's, uh, I don't know what the what the odds you could have got on that were. I don't, you know, uh, but... I am. I got a ninety-seven percent. I got a ninety-seven percent belief that the odds would have been extremely high in that series. Of if that series happening, ninety-seven percent is that a specific number? It's a BPI, the BPI uh, reference. Celtics oh. were ninety-seven percent favorites to win the series when it started, oh. according to BPI. Oh, and they're then oh. they're still seventy-two percent. Is that what you said? Seventy-two. That's, that, that's what someone sent tonight to me. Man, that is a seventy-two. That is a reckoning. I'll take that. I'll take the twenty-eight. I'll the reasoning, the, the reason is because the Heat had a negative net rating during the regular season. is pretty good. That's better than and, most of my grades. And the, and the, um, the computers and the, the and the bookmakers keep the, the the Heat. I think are nine and one, eight or nine and one in this postseason against the spread. I mean, that doesn't make sense. They're, in, they're they're nine and one when they're when they're they're underdog by more than seven or something. Like that. Anyway, the, the point. I don't know. Maybe have that number locked down, but the. The point is the odds makers can't believe it. The computers absolutely are in denial. Um, and you, no matter what anybody on the heat says, anybody in the heat organization says they're pretty stunned that they're up three uh, They may have believed they could get the, uh, like they, so I'm sure talk, they thought they could win the series. They didn't yeah, think people they in the heat. Yeah. yeah. People in the heat organization are not exactly hiding the fact that they're stunned. They're up three. Of course they are. Right. Eric, so Eric Spolstra had to, go to lengths tonight to try to calm everybody. Like you could tell, you could tell what he was saying to the media. He was also saying to mm-hmm. his players, which was like, okay, we know we've got emotions. Let's not let them out right now. This was a mature performance. Let's remain mature, remain calm. Everybody remain calm. And you know what they're uh, going to, cause their star player is a stud and he's going to get them. And he's just controlled the whole playoffs. So he so, nuggets just like the, just like the guy on the nuggets has too. Yeah, when so, you shoveling dirt on LeBron for the record. <laughs> well, okay, that's the way you want to call it. Um, I have been thinking about um, how these two teams would match up today. Uh, the there are you know there is no simple fix for Jokic. Obviously, he is an absolute beast. He's putting up absolutely beast numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, the Heat, Bam's about the best guy in the league to guard him, though. Joker's ten and two against Bam in their yeah, careers. I, Just look that up. I don't agree I mean, with that, Bon Temps. I don't. I don't think so because I think you need one of the things that you need against Jokic is you need a you need to worry about him as a rebounder and you got to keep him to try to. He's so he's so you can't stop him as a passer. There's no there's no person you can put on him that has six arms and take away all the angles. So he's going to be a passer. You're going to have to worry about his about his. Um, his teammates getting open. You're almost going to have to guard them and just accept what he can do as a passer. Mm-hmm. You got to keep him off the freaking boards. Well, also like, do I don't you know want... if Bam can do that. Well, Bam is, I mean, Bam has certainly been throwing the Celtics around left and right, well, just like he did in the bubble when they beat not the Celtics too. That's absolutely correct. He has. But the thing about like, as we watch the series against the Lakers, obviously they haven't had enough success against Joker, but a lot of times when they have had the ability to, slow him down a little bit it's because ad is not the primary defender on him that's right they know and ad is able to help he's able to clog up the pain you know dominate uh, at, at the rim although how about last night when joker hits this running hook over Rui, over ad and uh <laughs> you know gordon told me aaron gordon told me he's like that just reaffirms that he can't be stopped <laughs> but my, my point is, I don't know if Bam matching up as the primary defender on Joker is the best. Obviously, you're going to throw a bunch of different looks at him. I, I don't know if that's. Yeah, the, I mean, I don't think I, nobody's stopping look. him anyway. 
Yeah. Well, what, what, what's your choice? Like Kevin Love is not an option. Yeah, I, you're right. I mean, they have to, but I'm saying that takes Bam out of basically doing all the, you know, help defender type of stuff because we've talked a well, hundred times. Joker, like he can be a point guard. He can dominate you from the elbow. He can take you down the block. He can just do every different thing, but he can drag you away from the rim and basically say, hey, okay, you're going to be the primary defender of me. You're not going to be helping out and, uh, you know, doing anything at the rim then. I mean, to me, if I'm if I'm Miami going to that series, so let's start with them, right? Because we're talking about Bam Garden Jokic. Bam, Bam has the ability to stay with Jokic on the perimeter when Jokic is doing his dribble handoff stuff and trying to, you know, handle the ball in a way that basically no other center in the league can. And he's strong enough to at least fight him on the boards. And the Heat, especially with Tyler Hero hurt, again, this is another place where no Tyler Hero is a massive advantage, I think, for Miami. They don't play bad defensive players. And you saw in the second half today when they went for the kill shot against Boston, Kevin Love just sat on the bench. Duncan Robinson. (laughs) Well, Duncan Robinson is the one guy who is now in their rotation. That is, But he's also coming off the bench, and they could kind of find spots to play him. Um, But they're rolling out there. If they're rolling out there with Caleb Martin in the starting lineup, and they've got Caleb, Jimmy, Gabe Vincent, and Max Struess, like Max Struess is the worst defender out there who's a, you know, six, seven strong guy. To me, what they need to do is just guard up the four guys on Denver because they can match up with all those guys and then say, all right, like if Jokic is going to go for 50, 60, whatever, like do that and not allow Jamal and Michael Porter Jr. Oh, yeah. and KCP yep. and those guys to go off for threes because that's yeah, no, when Denver no, really no. starts cooking well, right real, real, real simple just shut down Jamal Murray the guy who I'm not well but again I don't I mean, look, really I'm, I'm not saying that's I'm not saying they're going to shut them down but to me like when Denver is killing you is when Jokic like you said is setting up everybody else that's yeah. when they're at their peak because well, he's, he's going guys. to score too he's Jimmy, going yes to for as good as Jimmy's offense has been in terms of efficiency he has been the defensive star of the postseason. Yeah. So, and obviously he takes Murray, right? Yeah, but you know they they run Murray around and they do all these double handoffs. I don't. I do not think he would be guarding. I don't. Really? I do not think he'd be guarding. No, I yeah, think they'll. I think they, they put they Gabe create, Vincent on him. They create space for Murray all the time. I mean, now in some of these games in this series, in some of this in this series, he's had some isolations. Where he's just, you know, created his own space and just fired off a shot. Right. And you got the Lakers looking back at him like, oh my God. Um, but the thing about Bam that I think that could be important is one of the things that Bam can do that is extremely valuable is he can pull the ball off the board and he can take down the ball the other end and initiate yes. the offense. Kind of like Joker. Been, yes. For sure. But he's faster than Joker. So what I would say is one of the ways you can take advantage of Joker is to outrun him, which almost nobody's able to do. And so because he gets the freaking ball so much and they score so much, the number one offense in the, in the postseason, they were the number two offense during the year. It's extremely effective to, for Jokic to be able to run back when the other team's taking the ball out of bounds. Exactly. I would say if you're Bam, if you can somehow win the rebound battle and when you get those rebounds, take off and go initiate the offense and make them play in transition and make Jokic get back, I think you got to, you got you got a better shot there if you can do that as many times as possible. You know, and Bam, you know, he in game two he had nine assists. I mean, he had twenty two, seventeen, and nine. In I mean, among normal, a, among quarter nice for Joker. Well, again, among mortal <laughs> centers, Bam is probably the best playmaker in the league. Again, because Jokic is in his own category. Uh, it's a bonus, but sure. Yeah, I mean, when Bam when Bam is Bam aggressive, a hell of a, a hell of yeah. A when Bam is aggressive, when Bam's aggressive on offense, the Heat are a totally different team. You saw it in Game Two. He yeah. had eight points, eight rebounds, four assists in the fourth quarter. He was the one. As much as it was Jimmy, it was the Bam got him back in the game, and then Jimmy carried him over the finish line. Right. Um, and then at the other end, like I, it's going to be interesting to see Aaron Gordon's three point shot has disappeared. Um, he didn't want to shoot him right now. Right. So, and you know, Spo is going to be saying, we're not guarding him. Christian Braun, Brown, same thing. His three-point shot has has been a, an issue. Has, has, has Brown even been playing that much? And that not a whole lot. lot. Malone's yeah. gotten, as, as as they tend to do come this yeah. time of year, he's gotten tighter with that rotation, and, and Brown's so, the one getting squeezed. But they've got but some Jeff guys. Green, Jeff can, Green's three-point shot. Like, I'm sure they'll dare him to take threes. Yep. 
Yeah. And, and Bruce Brown is a guy who has obviously been a fantastic fit in Denver. Another guy who is a little streaky three point shooter. So they, I'm sure that they're going to be trying to dare those guys into shooting. Um, you know, but look like Jimmy has been tearing everybody apart in these playoffs. Who's come at him. Aaron Gordon is about as good of a matchup as you would think he could get given how big and long and athletic Aaron Gordon is. So I, I do think that Denver has a pretty good option to at least try to slow him down. You think Gordon's going to be the one who's going to be the primary. I mean, I, I'm sure he'll see time. I think KCP might be the primary. Sure. You, might, the, you, you could, know what KCP stands for? <laughs> Rob Palenka is finding this out. It stands for keep championship players. That's what it stands for. McMahon has been saving that one up all day. So, I, I told you I had a KCP joke for you. <laughs> I didn't know what it was going to be. But look, I mean, KCP is great too. Bruce Brown, I'm sure he'll spend time on him. He's another guy that's built like a fire hydrant. He's guarded, I mean, he was in the Eastern Conference mm-hmm. last year. So he's guarded Jimmy a ton. Um, you know, I'm sure he'll be on him some. Uh, but, you know, you saw down the end of the game, Jimmy Butler tends to try to get the matchups that he wants. And yeah, uh, he'll, be, he'll be seeking out Jamal Murray for sure. Yeah. And so, like that, all those little chess matches back and forth are going to be. Super fun. Like, I think basketball is going to chance to be just an awesome series. I mean, just Jokic and Jimmy are both playing at insane levels. You've got, you know, Jamal, guys like Jamal and Bam are, are playing phenomenally. Well, Lots the, of fun role thing, players on both sides. Yeah. Jokic and Jimmy are both playing absolutely like awesome basketball, and they are such completely different personalities. Yeah. <laughs> know. You know, like you could not yeah. pick two more different personality types to be kind of the faces of the finals and they're and and you know what they're both they're both the same in that they throughout these playoffs have just been their teams have just completely fallen in line behind them and like you saw yesterday in game three right the lakers how you know Jokic had struggled foul trouble was not on the court in the third quarter a lot of it lakers are right in the game comes in in the fourth quarter best player on the court just it was a Blows the game open. Just yeah, total takes the Lakers total, apart. Total role reversal from game two when Murray stunk for two and a half quarters, and then uh, obviously the, the first quarter was just like unbelievable. Twenty three points. He scored. He scored fifty three points over three quarters in, in, in three quarters. <laughs> That's pretty good in the playoffs. That's pretty good. Um, Listen, I, I'm going to give the Nuggets some free advice. About uh, the heat. here we go. Having Fourth covered the heat during the last two postseasons, having covered the heat throughout the LeBron years, mm-hmm. I'm going to give them, and this is going to be super duper valuable. This is next level analysis. Ready? Here we go. Win game one. Oh, good advice. Because good the advice. Heat have won game one in six consecutive series. And this year, they are 3 0 on the road in game ones. More Hoop Collective podcast after this. They call it running a business for a reason, because every day feels like a sprint to the finish. It takes a lot of work to make it all work. But with Clover and Merchant One, you're always a step ahead. Now is the perfect time to upgrade your point of sale technology. We make it easy to accept payments, run your entire business, and sell more. Clover plus Merchant One, better business solutions. Go to clover.com slash M1 to get started. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code HOOP. That's code HOOP. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. You know who else has won game one every uh, series this year? That would be Denver. You know who has not Those games were at home. That's slightly different. Neither neither team has lost a home game yet. This game one's going to be Cole Padre. Yep. Neither team has lost a home game yet. Well... The I was I would, you know, I would say that, you know, ball arena, by the way, is proving to be a heck of a home court advantage, not just because of the altitude, but those fans are are rabid. They are producing a great environment. Uh, I'm not sure I could have 
predicted that from Denver, to be honest with you. This is the place that cheered for Russell Westbrook, as uh, you remember. I was there. Well, listen, yeah. well, and, to, and to go back to the, the conversation about Boston, too, and like to play the devil's advocate side of it, the, these two teams are also uh, pictures of perseverance in the sense that yeah. you've got coaches that have been there for a long time, that the organizations mm-hmm. are invested in. You have stars that have been there for a long, you know, Bam and, and uh, Jamal, Jokic, all drafted by the teams. Obviously, Jimmy's now been there for several years. Mm-hmm. Been to deep playoff runs as groups. All of these guys have played together now for multiple playoff runs. They've made smart additions over time on both sides. And that, the, the shared experiences that those teams have throughout these several years playing together and the ups and downs that's come with that, it's what's gotten them to the point now where they are going through this stuff and they are, they do look so connected because they've been through a thousand things together. And it is a reminder that if you do keep plugging away, if you have high level players like these guys, like look, coming into these playoffs, I, I was the one saying Nicole Jokic had more pressure on than any player in the league to see if he could step up with his team being the number one seed. And he's taken every on every challenge and exceeded it by several levels. Right. Average a 34 triple double against the Suns and gone out and beat LeBron and AD you in this series. Gotta make Jackson use the freaking beat. Yeah, sorry, on this late sorry, night. Jackson. Jeez, oh Pete. But it's um, it's just like been there. It's been there eight <laughs> years. This is his eight eighth year. I didn't hear what you said. Well, he, he just caused Jackson to have to do it again. So. Oh. <laughs> sorry, Jackson. Michael, that one's good. Michael Malone's been the coach for eight years. Spoh's been the coach. I think he got there in two thousand nine. So I think 15, 14 or 15 years. I mean, you know, this has been a journey, you know, suppose yeah. obviously got some titles, but um, this has been a journey. So um, it will continue. And look, the, the Nuggets, like when uh, Jamal Murray's healthy, they're a contender. Yeah. It, it's really that simple. And like, and obviously. Jamal Murray is, is playing like Kobe Bryant. Jamal, Jamal look, but- Murray is one of the best playoff performers in the league. Period. Not just this year. He has a track record now. And like nobody should ever utter the words bubble Murray again because as he has I gone mean, out in of all his honesty, way to be clear, he's better now game than then. The Heat's game plan probably is going to have to focus on Murray more than anything because I don't I'm not sure you can deal with that impenetrable force. I, you're not slowing down that beast. Maybe you can mitigate him mildly. Murray well, yeah, is a that's, variable. That's the Murray key is the, a variable. On thousand percent, he's the key to the series. No question. Because Jokic is incredible and Jokic is going to do his thing. But it and I, I'm not obviously again to your point earlier, man. It's not like you just have a game plan to draw to slow down Jamal Murray because he's sort of the polar opposite of the Celtics guys. He's never made an all-star team. He's right. never made an all-NBA team. But when the lights come on and the lights get brighter, this guy plays better in the playoffs, right? So like, but he, I think you're hundred percent right, Brian. He's the X factor for Denver. Cause when he is hitting step back shots over AD and doing all that stuff, that's when they go from being a really awesome team to this supernova that just doesn't lose. Like that's, that's what levels them up is when he's playing like that. And their two man game is maybe the most fun thing to league in the watch period. It's just awesome. Well, I, you know, it's right there with Draymond and, and Steph. No, it's, 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 it's above it right now. It's above it. And the, well, right when now, Murray's, maybe, but Draymond when Murray's Steph cooking is like this because, because we've talked about this before. Yeah, because Joker is can dominate you in every single way you can possibly imagine on the offensive end, where Draymond is a complimentary offensive player. That's the difference. Like you, that, that's yeah. But I'm just I'm just talking about the way that they move off. Right, but it, but the difference the to Tim's making. point. Yeah, the, to, to Tim's point though, the difference is that you have to guard both of them everywhere. Draymond yeah. Green, well, you can run away from him at the three-point line, and he will stand there and make yeah. incredible passes. Draymond's, a great, that- Draymond's a, great, a great drummer where Joker can play. The, he can do the drums, the piano, the trumpet, the guitar, whatever the hell instrument you want him to that's play, he can play. pretty impressive. Uh, that's a pretty impressive analogy. Um, yes, what I will say is that Draymond and Steph tend to do it in tight quarters where they're just sort of moving around each other real tight. Um, Murray and Jokic can do it like in the whole half court. <laughs> you know, well, it like just feels like they there. look at each other and just know what's going to happen. Yeah, and they the just give do and go it. game it's unbelievable. is unbelievable. It's hellacious. But, oh, hellacious. And they can also they can also do it where uh, 
look, Joker can be the ball handler in the pick and roll, or, or Murray can. You know, or they can just you know do the dribble handoff. Stuff the dribble or, handoff is an you know the dribble handoff is one of the most basic moves in basketball. And when Murray is going, the his ability to to catch the ball off a dribble handoff. The point of a dribble handoff is to be is for the guy who's holding the ball to create space or to set the screen and provide the yeah. pass at the same time. He is so effective at getting the ball and and moving into it with with that space. Like it's it's a mastery. So and that's that's sure. where I think Bam's athleticism could maybe be a real factor if he's guarding Jokic because then he, he has the ability to switch onto those guys in a way that a lot that's of other true. senators don't. That's that, true. You know, because that because again, like I, there's no way to stop Jokic. To me, it's you got to try to limit these other guys as much as possible in any way you can. If you could do anything to slow down those two guys, and that's a huge advantage. But obviously, that's way the way, way way easier said than done. By the way, um, Bobby Marks, I mentioned on last night's podcast that um, Jamal Murray was extension eligible this off season. Uh, Bobby Marks got the numbers for me. Um, Three years, 148, 140, I'm sorry, I just had it right here. It's $48 million a year average is what he can sign for for three years. Uh, three years, $144 million is what, Ooh, uh, that's what. the most he can sign for, $48 million so, average. The, the uh, Cronkies better get those games available on, uh, on cable. Yeah, but I'm offering that lickety split at the end of this season. Yeah, I'll I'll offer that. Maybe maybe Rocky might have to take a pay cut, but Jamal Murray, <laughs> we're keeping that dude. Uh, okay, um, did I tell you about Rocky flipping me the uh, the your number one sign with the middle finger? Does he have a middle finger? He does. I've seen it up close and personal. <laughs> this that, man, he I'm was a fan. Good. I'm a fan of Rocky now. No, well, listen. Uh, he was doing his little, you know, get up on the ladder, way up high, reverse. Uh, shots practicing that uh while we were doing a little sports center hits and tell you what this man was breaking them left and right and i just i informed him as he walked off the floor i said you gotta be better than that tonight he did not appreciate that he gave me the year number one (laughs) pretty close pretty close i mean he was a wee little fellow so i kind of had to reach up with it but uh (laughs) i will give him credit though hey cojones factor he came through that night and second attempt Kiss it off the glass and in. I'd like to take a little bit of credit for motivation. I'm I'm a better motivator than Joe Mazzola. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> but if he has a bad, um, you know, game one in the, in the NBA Finals, will you then, like Joe Mazzola, come out and say that you didn't correctly motivate him and that it's on you? That's I'm, I'm not sure I'm going to be in the building. Uh, you know, we tend to get these things 48 hours in advance or so. We'll, we'll find out. Okay. Well, <laughs> all right. On that note, uh, thank you for listening to Hoop Collective. Thank you to Tim and thank you to Tim and thank you to Jackson for staying up late and thank you for listening and we will talk to you soon. Adios amigos. Adios.